0: This is Carl, this is Mark,
1: and this is Sarah,
0: and this is Retrograding. Yes, this is Retrograding, the show where three 90s kids give adult looks to our favorite childhood movies. This week, we are taking a look at Hocus Pocus as our second Halloween episode to see if our nostalgia is warranted. Uh, Mark is making faces at me, which is not helpful in talking to you right now. Uh, But I brought this forward, so I'm going to do a 60-second synopsis for it. Do you guys have a timer for me? I do. All right, so when I timed this at home, I had three seconds to spare, but I think the time delay is going to eat all of that time up. Uh, So we will see how I do. I'm very cautiously optimistic for this one. Okay. All right, give me a countdown.
2: Okay, three, two,
0: one, go. Max Denison is a new student in Salem, Massachusetts, a town obsessed with Halloween. A, Halli- a holiday has become too cool for her. He is forced to take his si- little sister, Danny, trick-or-treating, they come to Allison's house, a girl Max likes but rejected him earlier that day. To impress her, three of them go to a defunct museum for the Sanderson sisters, where, to prove the story of the sisters, all nonsense, he lights a black candle inadvertently, bringing the sa- Sanderson sisters back to life for the evening. The sisters try to court Danny, but with the help of a talking cat named Bing, so the witch was cursed 300 years ago after stealing the soul of his sister, the trio escapes to a cemetery where... where the witches raise the body of Billy Butcherson to chase them out. Max and Danny try to convince their parents the witches are real, but fail, and the witches cast a spell over all the parents at the party. To fight back, the kids lure the witches to a kiln, burning them alive. Thanks to the candle, the witches return and start gathering children again, including Danny. Max and Allison save her again, running... Ruining all but a vial the witch's potion, escaping back to the graveyard, befriending Billy. They all fight the witches, who manage to capture Danny again before they can take and make her drink the vial. Max drinks it, distracting and delaying the witches until sunrise comes and kill them permanently. This frees binks from his curse, and the film ends with him leaving with his sister. Yeah, you can stop that now. (laughs) I wanted you to know that you were done. Oh, I knew it, Mark. I think I stumbled there maybe once or twice. So I was in the performance and not in the preparation. It was actually very close, though. Yes. All right. Well, I will continue to have exactly one win. Yes, Sarah, some of us prepare these before. (laughs) I do like a
1: real summary. Like you'd get on the back of the DVD box, which is like three sentences. And it's like, hey, stuff happens.
0: See, my baseline is the Wikipedia article, which is as specific as possible.
1: Yeah. No, I go for back of the box.
0: (laughs) See, I actually make up my own summary rather than repeating someone else's. Well, all right. I make up my own. I make up my own, too. But, like, I like to include specifics, like the name of the character. I think
1: we can all agree that I make up my own.
0: Yeah, yeah, we know. I mean, we said in the last episode, nobody would mistake Sarah as a person who prepares.
1: <laughs> okay, so I have anyway. to say something about this movie before we get Let, really started.
0: All right, go ahead. Which before is we get started, just go ahead.
1: That This is the first movie that I remember that scared me. Wow. What? I remember being in about... When did this movie come out? 90s? 90,
0: um, 90s? That would be good to know. It would be... If only we came prepared. Okay,
1: so it was nineteen ninety-three. So I was okay. five when this Oh well it came out in July. So I was four when I came this came out. So I was Come probably in July? Yeah.
2: Did I you watch why. it at that age?
1: I saw it probably pretty soon. I was in my mom says I was about kindergarten because she remembers the story because what it was is I was at a friend's house for a sleepover. This was probably about kindergarten, so I was probably about five years old. And I got scared and she had to come get me and take me home. Of course, my friend lived a block away, so I just <laughs> now, had to come I mean,
2: Now, home. it's understandable, though, because my niece
0: got scared of Polar Express.
1: <laughs> there are some weird, well, they, some creepy Well, they
0: have cold, so, dead eyes, Mark.
1: Yeah, um, But, yeah, but so. the thing my mom really remembers is I made her take me home from the sleepover because this movie scared me. But then when I got home, I had to finish the movie. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I have I, to
0: know how it ended. I had to
1: know how it ended, but I had to watch it from home. Where it
0: was oh, safe. Gosh. Where I it was mean, a bit safer environment. This
1: movie does straight up start with child murder, so.
0: I mean, yes, yeah.
2: that and is, you know, I had completely even forgot. I knew that was the premise, but I had forgotten that that whole
0: first five minute scene even existed. Yeah, it's almost like a cold open for a TV show, where like they're showing you the history, and then 300 later, this history has gone into myth. 300 later. 300 300 years later. But but yeah, this was the
1: first movie I specifically remember seeing in me.
0: Okay, well, let's officially get into long form. So let's try to answer the question, what did you guys see as adults that you missed as children? The first five-minute scene. Oh.
1: (laughs) I forgot this was, I did not know or remember this was Kenny Ortega who directed this. Kenny Ortega, I mostly know because he was the director of Newsies which I have seen about 200 times. He is also (laughs) the director of High School Musical. Oh,
0: wow. So So real similarities there. Well,
1: I mean, they're singing and dancing to both of them. But mostly, like, I know him for Newsies, which is an amazing movie. But I'm like, hey, it's Kenny Ortega.
0: The first thing that I noticed watching this film is in that flashback scene. uh, Since watching this film as a child, I became... Somewhat a fan of NCIS, yeah, it's like it's a particular face. brand of terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I love like, NCIS. <laughs> yeah. So my first comment was, "Is that McGee? It is McGee? Because it is. It's Sean Murray. But
1: did you notice what was wrong with that? It's his mm, body. No. It is not his voice.
0: Oh, yes, that is true. Because the- he, he had the the voice. I assume was just a particularly bad accent he was putting on. No,
1: no, it's. And this is, it didn't bother me that voice disconnect when I was younger because I didn't know the actors. But now as an adult, I know both of those actors, both the body and the voice. Oh,
0: interesting. It's
1: um, Sean Murray who's doing the body. The body. The voice is Jason Marsden. And Jason Marsden, if you know any voice acting, is literally everywhere. In the 90s, he was in like every sitcom. He was in Step by Step for a while. He was in, um, say, uh, not, uh, he was in, um, He plays Max in the Goofy movie, but like Ah. he's in Final, he's in like every video game ever. He was in Step by Step. He was in Full House as one of DJ's um, boyfriends for a while. He was in uh, Boy Meets World, I think, for a few episodes.
0: Yeah, okay. He looks very familiar, but I cannot place him.
1: But but his name sounds
0: familiar, though. Or not James Marsden.
1: Jason Marsden. Sorry, James Marsden is the guy from Enchanted.
0: Okay, that's I was thinking that. Anyway, okay, um, but if you
1: look up Jason Marsden, if you recognize his the voice, his voice is in literally every, everything everything mm-hmm. animated. He was in that Recess cartoon. Oh, um, I do like that Recess was, cartoon. I mean, uh, he was in um, *Spirited Away* as one of the main characters in the English dub. He was in a Goofy movie. As I think he's been Max Max Goofy's Max Goof's voice in pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Like, knowing both of those voices, I'm like, that voice does not go with that body. <laughs>
0: uh, so what was pointed out to me, because, um, you know, I talked to my girlfriend about this film. Apparently her and all of her friends found uh, Thackeray Binks, played by Sean Murray, as like a a, a preteen heartthrob. Oh, he's
1: super cute. Yeah,
0: I never would have oh. thought of that
2: either. But Right. Again,
0: and it's, it's, it's such a discrepancy between the character in this and his character in NCIS, which is I like know. the the proverbial nice guy who finishes last.
1: He is my favorite like, though. It's, it's
0: weird to think that he had a time where he was attractive.
1: I will say if I was gonna date any NCIS character, it would be McGee.
0: Well, huh, yeah, would, he would what? treat you right. If
1: you were gonna like uh, Snog so. Mary Kill <laughs> and NCIS characters, you would sure. marry McGee. Yeah, Obviously. and you would
0: uh Snog, what's his name? Dinozo, surely.
1: Who are we killing?
0: Uh, gosh, uh, you know whoever we kill, they're gonna figure out who killed him.
1: <laughs> but I would marry McGee. The point is, but no, I think it's something about the the time period hair. He's he's like a yeah, he's like a baby Mister Darcy with like the time period hair and the white okay. shirt open at the the neck. It's it's yeah. like baby Darcy. I,
0: I get that, but I don't get the Darcy uh, attraction either. But he's just super true. duper moody and rich. Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's more the Colin um, <laughs> Firth more than the Darcy. Because really, you're not supposed to like Darcy till the end when he's like, hey, we both have prob- like prejudices against each other. Maybe we should actually learn to know each other. And now we're in love. <laughs> and that's the whole point of the book. And not be like, hey, he's moody. And that makes him attractive. If you want that, you do Wuthering Heights. All
0: right. okay. well, well, that has getting, nothing to do with the movie that we're supposed to, to be reviewing. Hocus Pocus, <laughs> uh, Thackeray Binks' sister gets captured. The whole scene where the witches are preparing the potion with the, the girl, I, I kept getting creeped out, not by the witches, but by the child. Because she's sitting in a chair perfectly still as if she's in on it.
1: Well, that like, was the whole point. I think she be... was
0: enchanted by the song, yeah. just like the kids at the end.
1: That's the point. Okay. Is is that's uh, Sarah Jessica
0: Parker? Parker. Yes. Sorry,
1: why didn't like, that <laughs> why weird.
0: did you miss the third name? <laughs> Sarah
1: Jessica Parker's power is her singing enchants the children, and so she's perfectly happily sitting there unto her death because okay. she's been enchanted. Because that's the reason when her brother shows up, she doesn't notice him at all is because she's under a spell to be like oh yay these witches okay are
0: my i guess i didn't make that connection because i don't know if we hear the music we just we see her don't. running it, through the woods it, it's no. very short and then you hear that's and then why he goes to the house did her
1: it's, part that's why he goes to the house is he hears the singing is he's he hears the singing and, and he and the other guy goes they're conjuring again that's why oh, they say okay. that is because they hear the yeah singing. and it's
2: not see, the same, i miss so, that it's not as Noticeable as at the end, where yeah, she's just right, where she's lying on a broom, and, yeah, where <laughs> they
1: give her an entire uh song. Because right. if you're gonna have Sarah Jessica Parker and Bette Midler, who have both been on Broadway and stuff like that, give them a song,
0: yeah, you might as well. Why the heck not? all Sorry, right uh, uh, but yeah, Cammy, it,
1: I don't know if you so
0: can. I get and that. I don't know if that that's how you
1: pronounce the last name,
0: but for me, it was really she creeped me out more than the witches could possibly.
1: Well, I think. Kind of the point is the fact that it's kind of there's something very uncomfortable. I'm going to talk about a terrible movie for a second, but it was a terrible movie with one interesting concept, which was the happening, which the scary thing about the happening The trees! It's not the trees. It's (laughs) Everything that happens before you learn it's the trees that are doing it. It's the fact that the way that people are being killed is they're calmly, peacefully murdering themselves and it's that kind of same okay. idea is they're just peacefully going to their death okay and and it's that kind of lack of control that is very uncomfortable and that they can't fight yeah. back and they can't do anything okay. they're just like i'm okay with this no yeah
0: that's fair. Uh the other thing in this scene is the one through line I liked between Thackeray Binks and Tim McGee was that they are both horrible at fighting. Like <laughs> he jumps the witches and like is immediately tackled well, and thrown against the he wall. He's like
1: and, a 14-year-old like, farm kid.
0: Yeah, but like the witch uses her Sith powers to shock him <laughs> with lightning.
1: It's I like great. I do like that each witch has their own powers. Sarah Jessica Parker has the, the luring. The singing to lure them in. Um, Bette Midler is electricity. And Kathy, who Nim Jimmy? Nim Jimmy? Yeah. I can't pronounce Nim, her last Nimjimmy.
0: name. Nim
1: Jimmy. I like her in so many things, and I can't pronounce her last name. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But she has child sniffing.
0: Child sniffing, yes. She also has a calming power She's where calming. They, they create the circle to calm everyone down. All right.
1: I, I think maybe yeah. she just, in her, her death zone, watched Oprah or something.
0: <laughs> I also, uh, this is probably intentional, given this was a, a Disney film, Harkening Back, uh, where the, the lead witch, but played by Bette Midler, is wearing witch stockings, much like uh, the Wicked Witch of the East.
1: Stripe stocking is what you're saying, right?
0: Witch, witch stocking, yeah. You That's the have, one.
1: You can have striped socks without I being a I don't know.
0: I'm not sure if you can.
1: Um, I was just talking about, I love Bette Midler in this role so much. If you, mm. if you, the, the whole thing, we talked about this with, with Adam's family, that, and this is another one where a lot of the, the great thing about this is this is a movie where you can let an actor completely chew the scenery and it is fine and it is enjoyable and Bette Midler chews the heck out of the scenery. <laughs> she is such a big character and I love it and it's just so enjoyable and she has all of these little things like she's big and over the top and then there's the part at the end where she's like she called me ugly and she doesn't even know me and it's just so funny and i think that's i think that's the strength of this movie is the the relationship between the three sisters the bickering the fighting and also the working together they're such great interesting characters that all have a different um personalities and stuff but they're all big personalities and i think they always talk about oh let's remake Hocus Pocus and I'm like, but the no. big thing that's great about Hocus Pocus is those actresses,
2: right? Well, I and thought they were going to make a sequel at some point, or they are well, now. Or they've something? been talking about that for like I ten years. But, yeah, I would love. To well, see you it. talk about Thackeray Binks. I think most yeah. of the younger men watching this show back in the day would have been more about Sarah Sanderson. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there, there well, is a lot of Sarah Jessica Parker yes. cleavage in this movie. <laughs>
0: yes, yes, there is. Well, but uh, that is actually, also one of her. <laughs> I <laughs> was more attracted to the the girl playing Allison. Yeah, there's uh, that Vanessa too. Shaw. Yeah, she was. Stuff. I wrote her down as one of Carl's crushes. She
1: was in a terrible. Just to keep everyone up to date um, with who I
0: was attracted to as a child.
1: What was that terrible comedy movie where the guy gets the, like the animal brain trans? And
0: it had, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, wait, is it Douche Bigelow? Is that who we're talking about? I
1: think
0: so. Yeah, I think it's just called The Animal.
1: Is it? Wasn't she? Oh, no. She, oh, she, oh, she was in the other one with Deuce Bigelow. What was that?
0: Uh, w- was it not Deuce Bigelow? <laughs> also, Deuce Bigelow is Rob Schneider, everyone.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Corky Romano! No, that was Chris Catan! Oh,
0: yeah, that's that's not Rob Schneider.
1: They're basically the same thing, right? They're just kind <laughs> They're of.
0: basically no. the same thing not person thing
1: i mean they kind of just are brunettes that do terrible comedies in the that may or may not be friends with adam sandler right
0: i mean you're not wrong uh but yeah i'm looking back on it i can certainly see that sarah jessica parker was an attractive woman at this time as she still is today but yeah it was more Allison, I I I already forgot She would have been closer
2: to the right age also at that point. Yeah, and she's on the
0: side of good. She's she's, And she's also fully capable. She doesn't need to get saved at any point in this film. Although she does some
1: real dumb stuff. You You say say she's the
0: side
2: of good, but I feel like the witches, uh, they're supposed to be the bad guys, Mm -hmm. but I feel like Winifred Bette Midler is the only one who is actively doing... Evil things, while the other two are kind of the followers and
0: the comedic oh, yeah. backup people. Yeah, you're so... not the backup singers, if you will. Literally, uh, at one point. Yes. Yes. Though they are all stealing the youth from children, and we can't get past that point. We can't. Yes. No, no actually, we can't she's the only, only one that does it at the end.
1: But they no, share no, no. at the beginning. At the
0: beginning, at the beginning, they all share it, and they get their youth back.
1: And we don't necessarily know if that's the first time they've done it, right? Because there are room. They, they know they they're witches at the beginning because they say they're conjuring again. I don't yeah. know if they've stole children before, but they know they're witches.
0: Hmm. So yeah, that's that's really the only evil thing we see them do on screen. Like Sarah Jessica Parker is looking to kiss men and to lure children, which is, I mean. She's Maybe real that's dumb. Fine. She's the yeah.
1: dumbest, and I love it.
0: Oh, she's not as dumb as the other
2: one. But every time there's a boy on screen, yes, <gasps> the one that can sniff children. I forgot her name. Kathy. Kathy. Oh, you mean the Sanderson um, characters? I, name, um, the Sanderson.
1: Mary.
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 I think Mary. They're both kind of the comic relief, but like Mary's ability is the comic relief. Um. Where oh.
1: <laughs> So in this first scene, Yes what's his name gets caught and gets Thackery. like um hadoukened into a wall. <laughs> yep.
0: Yes. And does. then
1: they decide the way they're gonna deal with him is to turn him into a cat forever. Yes. yes. Okay, after he gets turned into a no, new cat, they don't have real cat noises. It is they definitely don't? just some person making cat noises. <laughs> That's great. Because it's just was like it Marrr, the, Marrr. Was it
0: the voice of Biggs doing cat noises? I
1: don't know. Oh, but it is not real cat noises. <laughs> you cannot tell me those are real cat noises. Because it's like, Mwah! Mwah!
0: I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you a real cat from fake cat. Uh, I
2: don't like that. We should, we should uh, play the clip and have Sarah do a voiceover for
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, edit me in.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh, if you're looking for a voice acting cat, Sarah is available.
1: We <laughs> can play all kinds of cats. <laughs> <laughs> Big cats, little cats, fat cats.
0: Yes, if if Garfield is available. Anyway, uh, let's move on to the present day in the film, which is 300 years later, and uh, let's talk about Max Dennison as a character.
1: <sighs> I, we're not going to talk. I about did the not fact love that-
0: him right away. No, He's the first actually- scene in the
2: school is is he did not stand out to me.
1: These sort of 80s, 90s, like, teen movies have a very weird idea what happens in schools. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> they always seem to start off in school, too, to introduce you, like, when it's a main right. character yeah, that's but in that like, age.
1: One, it's the teacher telling, like, this storybook to what I assume is, like, at least freshman in high school, right?
0: Right, right. That's that's where I thought it was, freshman, sophomore. Is and the age range we're looking he's at? He's
1: just kind of this jerk talking back to the teacher, and then in the middle of the class, yeah, before the bathrooms, gets up and gives a girl his number, and I'm like,
0: right,
2: that. Well, was, not only I, that, I think I wrote it down he just moved the, to the area, and he's already talking back
0: to the teacher, like, yeah, yeah. Well, he's too cool for Halloween, and he moved to a town that's obsessed with Halloween. And I, I wrote it down as his um, hitting on Allison was a bold but bad play.
1: It like was. that was
0: that was not gonna work out in his favor. And in the end, that
1: is nowhere close to what gets him the girl in the end.
0: Right, exactly. Though at at no point does she seem not interested in him. Like she did hand him back the phone number. Sure, but that when he arrives, however
1: that was a play. That was yeah. a good play on Allison's part.
0: Right. So, like, when they arrive at her house for trick-or-treating, like, she doesn't not want to see him. She's kind of excited that he's there.
1: I think it's well, because Well, she's he's...
0: also stuck at a party with all of her parents' friends
2: and none of yeah. hers, so... And
1: I think the fact that he doesn't... he's not... he's only done the one thing. And he, like, it was... made him look kind of like an idiot, but it didn't necessarily make him look like a jerk.
0: Right, yes. It just made him
1: look stupid, so she can be like, "Uh huh." Is it? He did a funny thing that kind of is made him look dumb, and he he stumbles a lot over it when he gets to the party. Like he's like, "Oh, I was oh, like, got real yeah, embarrassed well, last and then,
0: time." And he brings then his little the sister to the party there, helping out. Yeah. 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 What do you st- call him, Max? Yabos? yabos. He likes your yabos.
1: But I, I think the fact that like. That he stumbles after he does this thing that he thinks is like, oh, this is the cool kid move. Is kind of, right. she's like, yeah, this is not actually him. Because <laughs> that, like, cool kid, I'm from California and I'm too good for this, really lasts about 10 minutes.
0: Well, and you know all Californians wear tie-dye shirts, too. So. That's for sure, Mark. <laughs> they are high 24-7, I'm pretty sure.
1: Matters on what area of California? Well, <laughs> and you know what?
0: Any of these 80s, 90s movies with kids,
2: there always has to be the school bully that shows <gasps> up. Yes, okay.
0: I want to talk about these bullies because they reminded me of, uh, like, Balkan Skull. And the skinnier yes. <laughs> of the two is like a poor man's James Franco.
1: I like the fact that, like, in the 90s, it was either there was a large group of bullies or there is exactly two. Yes, mm-hmm. And one is larger, and one is a skinny little mousy character. Yes,
0: these are and, the archetypes <laughs> that you fit in.
1: And that is it. It's either two or a ton, and there's nothing in between.
2: <laughs> but I, I didn't yeah. really catch it, think of that before, but yeah, I knew that they reminded me of just the, the typical well, bully character, but yeah. Bulk and Skull is
0: perfect. And, and mm-hmm. in Boy Meets
1: World, there's technically three yes. in Boy Meets World, but the two ones you see most of the time, there's the skinny tiny one, and then there's the bigger guy.
0: The larger guy who's now on uh, everybody, Earl, what's the Earl thing? Yeah. The Earl the, show. That, that
1: show that went everybody off
0: Everybody loves like, Earl. Uh, My name is Earl. The name is the Earl. One. That
1: show that went off the air like seven years ago.
0: Yeah, you know, is now in that. Yep. But yeah, yeah, that
1: one. But was <laughs> yeah. The same thing. Skinny guy, big guy. You had the muscle and the the, the so-called brains, except they were both right.
0: Idiots. You get the muscle in the mouth, really. Mm-hmm. Yes. I still feel really bad for Max every time he loses his shoes.
2: Oh, every like, time.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, every time I watch this film. Like, you think it would have cauterized the wound by now, but no, it still cuts me deep. Because, like, the shoes is just, there's a psychological element to losing that as well. And it's just, I feel so bad for the kid. Well,
1: and he's new, and he, these bullies have, like, no reason to pick on him except for the fact that they're the... They're the so-called, they're the town bullies, which I have never lived in the town that they had, like, specific, these are the bullies, and they <laughs> right. just bully people. <laughs> like, normally, it was just, this person bullied these people, these people bullied these other people. It wasn't like, these are our generalized bullies, they will bully everyone, that is their job. <laughs> but, like, that fight and the one later, I was just like, no, no, don't talk to them, just leave, please, just leave. Yes. I don't want yes. you to get hurt.
0: Because her his sister keeps getting him into trouble or like leading him into awkward situations.
1: She has a big mouth.
0: She mm-hmm. sure does. That's what little sisters are for, though. I Carl, uh, I don't you have brothers. I do. I have a younger brother who is so, not a sister. Yeah, I have a younger <laughs> sister, a
2: sister, and this to me fit my family life pretty well. So. Oh really. Okay. I
1: am the younger sister, so uh-huh. I'm not gonna comment.
2: Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> Apparently it's a sister thing. Maybe you didn't have to worry about it with a younger brother. Yeah, it might be the brother-sister relationship which only one of us um. has experienced. Anyway, I want to talk about the the costumes in this movie. Because <laughs> I I so Max has to take uh his sister Danny trick-or-treating because the parents are going to a party, and he dresses in regular clothes and tells his dad he's a rapper. I swore that the guy was going to sass his dad a bit, and when his dad asked him what he was, he'd be like, oh, I'm just as Danny's diligent father.
2: I liked it that then his dad says, oh, shouldn't your hat be sideways then? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. He just plays along with it and thinks that he was telling
0: the truth. Because, you know, teenagers are never sarcastic. (laughs) Uh, And then they arrive at Allison's house, and she is dressed in, like, traditional Victorian garb. So I wrote down she was... She was dressed as uh, Eliza Shuler from Hamilton. I feel like
2: that, that whole that must have been a themed party, though. Like, it wasn't just a Halloween party coming to costume. Yeah, because but apparently they do that, that. that
0: every year, from what yeah. she was saying.
1: I don't think it'd be Victorian. It'd be earlier.
0: I also got the idea when they
1: show up at the house. They make this big deal, like
2: it's such a huge, fancy house that they're looking at. And I don't. I remember thinking that it was when I was a kid. But watching it now, I was kind of like, "Hmm, well, that's a house." (laughs) Like the inside looks pretty nice, but from the outside, I wouldn't have thought it was like some big fancy thing.
0: Well, I don't know. It was. Hmm. It was very. It was a very long it, house
2: for that time period. Maybe,
0: but yeah, because it was at least a couple of stories, and it was very wide. So it might have been like twice as big as a regular house. Anywho, one thing I wanted to bring up. So her parents are doing this party later in the film. The um the witches cast a spell over everyone that Max's parents go. The, the party that max's parents go to uh are allison's parents affected by that spell
1: i don't i don't know because her I, par-
0: were her parents at that party though
2: i
1: don't think I so. Don't think i don't think so. the other party was like at the town hall or something
0: yeah yeah so the the conceit of the film is that all the parents have been bewitched but given that allison's parents were there possibly they weren't which means that Allison spent a night out with a boy when her parents were not bewitched at all. Her parents were too busy having their own party.
1: I assume that cider was spiked, and they had too much of it. <laughs> uh,
0: well, wasn't she offering it to Danny? I mean, how would she? Give her know? a small cup. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about here is uh, they they go to the museum, and Max lights a candle, uh, to, basically to impress allison uh to show her that this can't possibly be real it's just a story
1: okay i like oh there's something i have to talk about that we skipped.
0: yeah early oh, on but we but, can go back to it. it's fine
1: okay the pillow scene
0: I wrote down where he literally pillow talks a pillow. I wrote, ask
1: boys about pillow hugging. Because he's just hugging (laughs) this pillow and being like, oh, Allison, you're so soft. And I'm like, I get like daydreaming in your head. But like, he's literally talking out loud to this pillow.
2: Well, I know for sure that I have never done that. Uh, Yeah, did you do that when
1: you were 14?
0: Oh, I sure never talked to a pillow.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was just a... It it was, he, the only reason he does it out loud instead of just, like, daydreaming while holding a pillow is because it had to be said out loud so the sister could hear it. Right, But it's just exactly. this really awkward scene where he sits down and immediately goes, oh, Allison, you're so <laughs> well, soft. Well,
2: especially it's right it's after so he gets soft. home from, right after he gets home from the bully stealing yeah. his shoes yeah. and he runs upstairs all in a bad mood. And then it's like, okay, now I'm going to jump on the bed and make out with my pillow. It's kind of just a weird...
0: It it was a little... It's a strange
2: scene, to be sure. Although, his room is pretty awesome for a teenager's room with that upstairs cupola thing and all that.
0: Yeah, because he doesn't have a second floor. He has, like, a staircase to a... Like, a cube of windows above the house. The cupola? (laughs) I don't know what the word is, Mark. Well, now you do. All right. But for those who don't know what a cupola is, it's basically a cube of windows. That's good. Yep. (laughs) There you go. A three-dimensional cube inside it. Anywho. uh, So uh, he lights this candle. Santa's and sisters come back. The rest of the film harps on him like hard about him being a virgin. Well. And he is a like at most a sophomore in high school
1: it's only it gets brought up as kind of a bad thing yeah like they say it a lot like when they're like they had to have a virgin light the candle but really the only one that talks back to him about it is the, the cop, cop who is not a cop which i kind of like because there's so many movies where like they have to do oh this has to be done by a virgin they're like oh we have to find a virgin no one's a virgin and they're like you're all f-, and in these movies it's all like teenagers of the same age you're all like 14 you're all virgins but oh we have to find a female virgin no he just like oh, we need a virgin to light the candle? I'll just light the the candle. Like, there's no big deal about it. He's just like, we're all like 15. Let's light a candle.
0: Yeah, it's totally fine. Yeah, but like, yeah, the cop harps him on him the most. Like, he drags him aside. He's like, are you a virgin? As if, like, it's unbelievable that a child in this town would not have had sex But you find
1: out later he's not a cop and he's just messing with them. (laughs) And so I think that's part of it because he's just like a a douchey biker.
2: Well, the other thing about that is at the time that the movie came out, those of us that were still younger children may not have even have heard that
0: word before. <laughs> that is true. So, like, it has to acknowledge that sex is a thing and label a person who has not had sex yet, which is not a conversation that many parents would have had with the children who are watching this film. Correct. So that's a conversation that will have to happen if you show a child this film. Which, I don't know if that's a, a good selling point. Anywho...
2: There were. I feel like there was a lot of movies at that time period that it was always very specific that it had to be a virgin doing something, and I don't well, know why that was a big deal. But
0: uh, I think it's the the purity factor. I think in a lot of like mythology or fairy yeah. tales, like there's something that you lose. You get jaded by the world after you have sexual intercourse. And so keeping your virginity, it keeps your virtue and allows you special
1: powers. Or the idea of, I mean, in this one, it's overthinking it kind of their whole powers depend on children. You could see that as this kind of division between adult and child and they need a child. They're, they're, all of their power comes from children.
0: Mm hmm.
2: Yeah, um, I think that's so a pretty good explanation. Something about that scene, though, they're in a gift shop that has been closed, apparently, for years because of the cobwebs Cob everywhere. Cobwebs. Well,
1: it doesn't take that long for cobwebs to form.
2: True, but it's been closed for a while. First of all, if this whole town revolves around the witch's story and they all love Halloween, why would this shop have closed down? Uh, so, especially during Allison's... Halloween time period. So I believe this was mentioned in the film, so I have an
0: answer, but go ahead.
2: The other point is, if it is closed, why are all the lighters and all of the merchandise still sitting around in there? Wouldn't they have emptied the building or gotten
0: rid of it and put something else in there? Yes, probably like uh, the only thing I can think of is like the owners of this building died and nobody went in to pick up like the merch of this thing. But I think Allison's family owns this museum uh, and she said a lot of strange things were happening, which I think attributes to uh, Binks because Binks is using his eternal life to make sure that no child gets close to the candle on halloween a job that he fails in this movie interesting that that candle managed to survive 300 years in a gift shop but my question here was if the town hated the witches because at the beginning scene they hang the witches Mm -hmm. why did their house survive long enough to become an antique why wasn't it burnt down in its own age
1: well i know in other movies and stuff they talk about like or like, it's like, you just don't go near it. You don't touch it. Cause you don't know it could still have power in it. You don't know what you do. If you, if you set it on fire, maybe the other spirits would be leased. And so they just don't want to deal with it. So they kind of like, maybe they corned it in and off. And it was like this, this section of town you don't go into until it got so far into legend. they're like, Oh, this is a spooky story. We can make money off of it. We'll bring it back mm. in.
0: Oh, another thing in this candle lighting scene was they have the moment where they say the name of the movie in the movie. They just like, like
1: two or hey, three times.
0: Do that? Yeah, I, I only heard it the yeah, once, which was in no, the No, Winifred
1: says it much later, where she says it's just it's just a bunch well, of hocus pocus, right? Because like she
2: that. was making fun oh, of what? Yeah, she's Max making said, fun of wait, which she wasn't how even how there hear for. That? So
1: <laughs> going back, like before they get here, uh, they get run into those bullies again, and I just put oh, yeah, down yeah. that am I supposed to be afraid of those bullies? Because. One of the bullies is wearing fingerless gloves, and <laughs> the other bullies have, like, glow sticks, like the tube glow sticks on their head as like, necklaces, and I'm like, they're not scary. <laughs> they look like tourists at Disneyland. <laughs> it,
2: I it, it, The fingerless gloves just makes me think of the wet bandits from Home Alone. Oh. That I don't, what are their names? Harv and Ma, something. Marv. Marv. Marv and Harvey. No? Yeah, no yes. No, I, I don't know.
0: But, Mighty. yeah, because the, the, they have fingerless gloves, too, I think. Yes, they do. Yeah. Um, I liked in this scene, at this place, that this comes up again later in the film, but uh, to defeat the witches here, Max tells a story where I will summon acid rain, and instead he summons sprinkler system, using his lighter to set off the the sprinklers in here. And the witches... The only thing you need to defeat them is a good story because they will crumple over at the suggestion of pain. Like, this well, is I think just they, they
2: understand magic and that stuff because that's what they do. So when someone says, oh, I am magic powers, I'm going to release this reign of death. Sure. But I think
1: they're drama queens and they react before they actually feel anything.
0: Yes, exactly, because they have to run through the water to get to the overpass to avoid the water. And you would think during that time they would have noticed, oh, nothing bad happened at all. And later in the film, they save Danny by covering a car's headlights in like a red film so it looks like the sun coming up. And when this light hits the witches, they just assume they're burning uh, and they crumple over. Like, they get away from them just by telling them, you're in pain now.
1: The witches are really dumb. They're not very smart. They're just really dramatic. (laughs) Uh,
0: Though this is followed up by this graveyard scene, which has probably my favorite lines in this film, uh, where Binks has revealed that he can talk. And he tells Max not to touch something. So he's just like, don't touch that, Max. Why? Binks, because I'm a talking cat. So if a talking cat gives you an instruction.
1: <laughs> okay. This scene introduces us to a character who is played by an actor who I love. He is probably one of the top two physical actors, I would say, like hmm. out there. Andy Circus would be one of them. And now mm-hmm. we have Doug Jones, who I love Doug Jones.
0: <laughs> Playing what? Billy said.
1: Yes. So Doug Jones, you would know from he's in Hellboy. He plays Ooh. um Abe. Oh, sure. Fishman. Abe um,
0: Sapien. Yeah, he yes. his
1: name. He's in Pan's Labyrinth. He mm-hmm. plays Pan. He so, so these different movies where it's very form-fitting clothing, doing body work, and it's a very physical role. Doug Jones does a lot of those, and he's amazing, and I love him. And he does this in this, because for most of the movie, Billy doesn't have a mouth. He's yeah. Just, yeah. This this mummy That's body. That's one and thing just... I
2: always remembered that was like my sister and my favorite scene watching this was yeah. always the, he's stumbling around chasing them, Max holds a branch, and as he walks up, he realizes what's about to happen, yeah. but he can't talk, so he's <laughs> mm-hmm? and then his head flies off
0: because the branch <laughs> smacks him. Yeah, it's, it's very Looney Tunes. I really appreciate it.
2: I think it's nice because... That's as a kid, you could be scared of a zombie creature that got raised from the dead. So to have this comedic scene where his head and, flies off when he gets hit I by a branch. And I think that he's
1: kind of this sh- kind of stumbling. He's not super going after them like he is, but he's not. Doesn't really feel like he's got his heart in it. He's just kind of doing right. it. It really will find
2: out
0: later.
1: Yeah, with the transition later when he's no longer a bad guy.
0: Yeah, because he gets raised by Winifred because they can't touch ground in Sacred uh, Ground and we learned yeah i know that was poorly (laughs) worded, uh but we learned that uh he was put there by the witches because he was a jilted he was with winifred and then he went with sarah was that the sanderson sister uh and so because he cheated on them he got buried with his mouth sewn up and so like he doesn't like winifred at all he doesn't like the witches because collectively they all murdered him, but they bring him back to life, and he he's just kind of reluctant, like fine, whatever, I just want to get back to sleep, I'll do your bidding which
2: yeah I don't, back at the end of the movie when they finally put him away what what is the I don't remember what the sister's name is um the larger one.
1: There's no 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 no, there's... no no no
2: Max's sister. Oh Danny! Oh Danny! Danny, and she says, "Oh bye, Billy. Have a nice sleep." And it's kind of glosses yeah, over the fact that this touching. guy has been dead for three hundred years,
0: but. <laughs> <laughs> Though moving on from this scene, we get a see a line here that I didn't realize as a child that is much dirtier than I would have <laughs> thought for a child, because uh, they. They're outside the cemetery having lost the children, and this bus pulls Oh, is it? Up. The,
1: it's the bus yeah. line! Yeah. yeah,
0: so the line that I think Winifred says to the bus driver, who is attracted to all of them, is yeah. simply, we desire children. He replies, well, it may take me a couple of tries, but I'll get you there. <laughs> Hop on up. Yep. Uh, which I guess is a line just for the parents watching this apparently though oh we also get here binks getting murdered but not really but then he comes back to life right I away. know I don't huh. I I know that we see a cat with a dent in it regrow this dent and be fine but the fact that you have to look at a, a an animal that was run over I think it was kind of traumatic
2: I think the point well the, this is the only time you really get to see the curse that they put on him like you know that he's been alive for 300 years but you didn't realize that he actually can't die by even something killing him he will (laughs) automatically come back to life so it they kind of it's their way of demonstrating that he is really cursed and will never die
0: yes yes so it is instant relief that you see a dead cat and that it's suddenly not a dead cat but the fact that i have to look at a dead cat at all is a little jarring for me
1: is this it's after this when they go to the party?
0: Let's go to the party.
1: Well, I just is that what's after this scene?
0: Uh, Well, we have uh the witches getting fooled by Halloween oh. costumes yeah. because in and their time, Halloween was not a celebration. And then and we have to
1: talk to um, what's his name? Gary Marshall. Yeah, Gary Marshall. Also,
2: the witches that think that the river or that the street is a frozen river.
0: Oh, yes. That's one of my favorite scenes. I remember that a lot as a child, though I kind of mix that in with the vacuum cleaner scene that happens much, much later.
1: I really remember the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> yeah. Remember,
0: sorry. Uh, but let's talk about the uh, the Gary Marshall and his actual wife Penny Marshall no. scene. Yeah.
1: No, is it Penny Marshall? His sister.
0: Is he? I thought they were married. Okay. Well, Maybe I, I it's know both. Penny. <laughs> no. No. You could be right.
1: Penny I Marshall just... was married to Rob Reiner.
0: Okay. Well, if they're brother and sister, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, but I do know that Penny Marshall played Laverne in Laverne and yes. Shirley. That is true. Okay, I I knew their two names separately, and I guess I just assumed they were married. I didn't know that did not know that they were familial relations.
1: No, they're they're siblings.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I like the scene a lot. Given that, like Penny Marshall reacts the way that a housewife would because she just wants to sit home and watch tv where her husband invites three fully grown women to come in and party given that there's nobody else in the home
2: although the inside of that house is very themed and decorated for not having a party in the house
0: (laughs) yeah you get the sense that this was not the wife's doing in the slightest because she wasn't even dressed up at all
2: Unless her Halloween costume was pajamas and a robe. (laughs) Yes,
0: she is Arthur Dent. I
1: dressed up as
0: that. (laughs) Yes, I did that one year. And guess what? Nobody got it. Oh, immediately after this is a scene that I'd like to discuss the ramifications of. Because uh, while they are in the home of Gary Marshall, who's dressed as the devil, their master, they leave their brooms outside and children come and steal their blue their brooms, flying off screen. Can yes. those children fly forever now? Like, are, they, are these the founders of Hogwarts? Uh, founders of Quidditch, maybe? They, they never really said what happened to those brooms after that.
1: Well, the books I, still. Exists. Maybe that
0: would be in the sequel. Yeah, I think they're just off, like having this neat vehicle that no one else has. God, oh, maybe they're starting Kiki's delivery service.
1: Maybe. I love Kiki's Delivery Service. <laughs> now we go to the party.
0: Yeah, let's go to the party. What do you got in the party?
1: I have to say, the mother's like, the, the little girl's like, oh, who are wh- you supposed wait, 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 to be? Wait, wait, wait.
2: But
0: we, skip- we we don't okay. have to go in order. We'll come back. Okay, what are you saying, Sarah? Go.
1: Well, if Mark wants to say No, go ahead. I was Look. just saying that it's a really good Madonna costume. <laughs> and the little girl's like... I don't know who you're supposed to be and she's like well i'm madonna aren't i and like right? she seems really concerned about it and i'm like it's, no that's a real good madonna costume. it's an
0: excellent madonna costume i do want to talk about the fact that like these parents who are super into halloween didn't do a couple's costume at all and are not even hanging out at the party
1: i don't know we don't know if madonna dated dracula she's dated a lot of people
0: <laughs> it's entirely possible all right, Mark, let's go back. Where? Did, what did we miss? Uh,
2: well, you brought up them getting uh, confused by Halloween costumes. Yeah. Because Mary says that she smells children, but she doesn't see children. And mm-hmm. they're talking about all the goblins and ghouls running around. And it's only after they get kicked out of Satan's house is when... Uh Winifred says, Oh, these aren't ghouls, they're children in disguise or something and she says that Halloween is no longer a celebration of um something something evil mm-hmm. and whatever, but now children are allowed to put on costumes and run amok, and that's when Sarah does her amuck amok 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 <laughs> amuck that was that's one of the lines that everybody always remembers from this movie
0: (laughs) yes that is true though after revealing uh that one of the ghouls is a child like they don't attempt to lure this child at all True, they just kind of leave them be now granted they don't have the book because at this point uh the kids have Mm -hmm. the book and they're trying to keep it safe from the sanderson sisters
1: but that does come into a very a much later scene at the very end where it would have been very easy for these three to win yeah. this fight. Yes. And they do not.
0: No, they don't. Uh, th- it would have been very easy for the kids to avoid the fight entirely, but they failed to do that as well.
1: Everyone is a moron in this
0: movie. <laughs> yes. Uh, though I thought it was it's fairly interesting, the way that they dealt with the witches, the way that they thought they killed the witches initially, where they... They lure them into a school. Now, the witches have never seen a school, so they assume it's a prison. Uh, but they're it's able to, like...
2: to a kid watching the movie.
0: Yeah. So they, they lure them with audio devices that the witches also have never seen before into this kiln. Uh, and they lock them in there and they burn them alive, which that's a very effective method. It should have worked. It's also um as far Murder? as long as you have
2: witches in your story it's very Hansel hum- and Gretel. Yeah, yeah,
0: I didn't even make that connection.
1: But you as a person watching this movie should know that is not the end before like the reveal that the the green smoke goes back in the chimney and they're not right. dead because it's just too quick. It's just right. everything's done. We're fine. It's Let's go take a, a nap. It's not a
0: satisfying mm-hmm. resolution. You're like no, no, no. Yeah. Also, there's... you know
1: that Binks has to have his happy ending at the end. And he's just Mm -hmm. like, well, still a cat. (laughs) And, and the scene where she's like, and I'll take care of you, you And my, my kids will kids take will care, take of, care of, you. of you And my grandchildren I'm like it's very sweet Danny But you have just depressed the heck out of my
0: cat <laughs> you, You'll live forever with my family Instead <laughs> like, of doing your own thing
1: Jesus. For centuries and <laughs> centuries You will see more little girls Just yes. die forever and So I know ever. you've been
0: on your own And doing your own thing For 300 years But come live with us and follow our rules I, forever
1: I know you're actually a human and a cat body but you're my pet cat now
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes and i will love you and no other boy and that'll be weird
1: there's a little weird where he kisses her at the end and i'm like was that supposed to be kind of romantic yeah i don't know
0: yeah was
1: she supposed to be the sister surrogate
0: i well i think she was the little girl surrogate for falling in love with biggs
1: but like she always was like i love this cat and i think for him it's the way it should have gone is: I couldn't save my sister. This is the surrogate yeah. for my sister that yeah. I can save. But the weird, like it just played weird. It mm-hmm. pl- it was a weird cat relationship. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh though. The thing that I found a little weird was how close Allison and Max were getting, like, when they go home after murdering like the witches. after knowing each other for two hours? I, yeah, I did they just, write down. They cuddle up under a cover, and, like, they hold hands, and, like, it's, while Danny's on the bed, these two are just under a blanket on the stairs.
1: I do really, like, I wrote down, it. all it takes is evil witches to get you a girlfriend. <laughs> I did, like, I... Did like the one thing that Max almost does smooth is when they go to get the salt. Yeah. Um, she's like, Oh, it says it, it wards off zombies and witches and ex boyfriends. And he's like, What about current boyfriend? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Almost. Yes. It was, it was much better. It's, it's not bad. I,
0: I mean, almost. he is upping his game, certainly. Yeah. This is a wasn't better in front play of a than classroom the note. of people. Yes.
1: They, they do the almost kiss. Do they ever actually kiss in this movie?
0: Um, I don't think that they do. Uh I think <laughs> the note I have here is the reason they their kiss gets interrupted is the uh the witches have come in and they have stolen Danny. Yeah. Uh and uh,
1: Danny gets kidnapped so many times. Oh, so many period. times.
0: My my notes here is the the witches cast the spell. Kiss us, interrupt us. <laughs> so uh, my thing
1: is
2: My question here is yeah. at the beginning, they took the little girl and she was under that spell, so she couldn't fight back. Why right. would they not have put Danny under the spell
0: immediately I, when they took her? I See, I don't, don't know either.
1: I I think they're running low
0: on. Well, I was going to say they're running low on magic, but that's not true because then the sister flies around the town summoning all the children. Well,
1: in that scene, it doesn't work on Danny either, so maybe if you know it's happening, it doesn't work on you?
0: Maybe. Maybe if you suspect it. Uh, Because
1: she's still fighting back at that point when they have her tied to the chair, even though they're singing and she's right there. It doesn't work on her.
0: So there's two things in the scene where they come and take Danny from the house, where I realize I've grown up and I'm a little too old for the nonsense of this movie uh, because uh, Allison, to ward off the witches, spreads salt all around the room, and my immediate thought is, gosh, that's going to be a bitch to clean up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) My thing was... Oh what's Yeah, your, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, the no. second
0: one is when the witches leave, they go through the, the cube of windows <laughs> and like they smash <laughs> the, the building. Oh, and yeah. It's like, just a giant Oh, bowl. Did you have to ruin the roof? Come on.
1: My thing is the dumbest thing about this whole scene is they decide to open the book because they think the witches are yes. dead and then it won't do anything.
0: And Visually, looking... it
1: does this huge pillar of light yeah. and the book is glowing. Do they not notice the book is glowing? And go, hey, yeah.
0: Yeah. maybe not
1: deal with the book right now? But I maybe, guess the witches
0: maybe, are dead, so whatever. Maybe
2: that is only visible to the witches who have used maybe. the book? Maybe. Maybe. There have have another note I have, have here powers.
0: is the uh, the book has like this eye on it that yeah. is most is closed throughout most of the movie. Occasionally, it wakes up and kind of looks around. Uh, at it mostly the,
1: wakes up when Winnie talks to it. Yeah.
0: Yes, like uh, I got boyfriend. that. The. A note here is that the book opens its eye when he's hanging around with the kids and these two kids are under a blanket. So my note is, the book is awake and is an awkward third wheel. (laughs) Yeah. Peeping Tom. Yeah. It's a bit too much.
1: Um, So they kidnapped Danny. Yes.
0: Okay. So we have here that the Sarah Sanderson sings to the children like the Pied Piper, um, bringing them out of the cottage. But... This is at 5 a.m. in the morning. How are children that should be asleep hearing this song? Maybe they were asleep and that's how they're sleepwalking to the place. Well, maybe yeah. maybe that's an explanation of why Danny wasn't effective. I'm that. not
1: a magic scientist. I don't
0: know how this We've never claimed to be magic. <laughs> that's true. Sarah,
1: I've according never to claimed- Sarah,
0: everything is magic. Everything is magic, but we don't know how it works.
1: I've never claimed to be a chicken scientist, an <laughs> ant scientist, or a magic scientist. I don't know anything.
0: <laughs> a magic scientist is a real oxymoron. Yeah.
1: You don't know that. You didn't go to Hogwarts.
0: I didn't. I didn't get my acceptance later until I was twelve, and that was a year late.
1: Um, but also like there had not every parent in town ha- was at that party, so someone had to be like, Hey kids, what are you doing? Yeah,
0: seriously, go to bed. You have school tomorrow.
1: Like, they might have been asleep, but I think my parents would have noticed me like sleepwalking out oh, of the house.
0: Opening the front door <laughs> yeah. and leaving. Yeah, I think my parents would have noticed.
1: But but I do, like, they tr- drive the car, so they have all these sleepwalking kids in town. Uh, Max and Allison are, and Banks are like, we gotta go get Danny and mm-hmm. stop the witches, so they decide to get a car, but there's sleepwalking kids all over the <laughs> road, so they're just yelling at these spellbound kids. Uh,
0: what I loved here was that I'm pretty sure Max doesn't have his driver's license, uh, because at one point, I'm pretty sure he's driving on the wrong side of the road so had this not been five in the morning i think this film could have ended a very different way
1: to be fair no one else is gonna be driving they're all stopped because all of the kids <laughs> are in the middle of the road yeah <laughs>
0: all right the Worst well,
1: traffic jam this town has seen
0: well we have gotten to the the third act which is the the final showdown in the graveyard do you guys have any other notes before we move on are you ready to go nope all right uh, oh wait yeah
1: Okay, so before they leave for the graveyard, the reason they leave for the graveyard, they have a million kids. They don't need Danny. They just need a child. But specifically when he went, no, I want this child because she called me ugly. They could have taken any kid, saved themselves, that they weren't going to get destroyed by... The end of the day then go get danny well, They'd they have already, all the time in the world to get they danny. already
2: had the two bully kids locked up in yes cages i wanted to
0: notice house. because they they get locked up because they also called the witches ugly yeah. and the witches like lemon grab were just like unacceptable a thousand what years was it? Dungeon. because
2: what moves the line the how come all the chicks that stay up late are ugly Yes, and then she she turns around and is all offended.
1: Just, Chicks, oh, unacceptable. <laughs> Bette Miller has some great like reactions to things, but right. like they not only have the two in the cage, like. Uh, Mary opens the blinds and there's just a herd yeah. of children. And she's like, no, that no, no, one no. called me ugly. I want that We're one. We're gonna go alone. get her. Yeah. Well, you can You will have all the time in the world to go get her once you've got your immortality. <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. You have all of these children that you can steal the youth from.
2: I'm curious about this how this spell works, though, because the first time it just makes them younger. So yes. if they take the essence or the soul or whatever from every kid in town... Are they just going to keep getting younger and younger and younger and be like children or is it supposed to give them longer life? Because if that's the case, it shouldn't have made them younger in the this,
0: first place. This is how dumb their plan is because, yes, it only makes them younger. I think in the very beginning we see them much older and yes. they suck the life from Thackeray Binks' sister Emily. Uh, and they Emily. Emily and they get younger. So – what they need now is they're only alive because of the candle. If the candle runs out, they are dead. So they just need one life to steal life force from so that he can live past the candle burning. But they can't take just any child because that Winifred is very greedy and doesn't care about the well-being of her sisters. She just wants revenge. She does. Uh, but I have a note when they enter the graveyard. Uh, it is the first on-screen appearance where I can remember where a Boy Scout knife is actually useful. (laughs) Uh, Because in experience, those knives are hardly ever sharp or of a length that is super useful. But but Max uses it as a defense and then Billy takes it and cuts open his mouth, uh, calling... Does he use the B word? Does he call her a bitch? He calls her a wench. A wench, okay. I knew it was a line I in my memory it's the B word I don't know why I'm not just saying bitch but I that would not be in a, a children's
1: of any, movie of, of I think any of us to censor himself why is it you? let me see if I can find the quote um, I love all their
2: insult names though because at one point Winifred calls somebody a trolley mob oh
1: it's Wench trollop, you bucktooth mop riding firefly from hell
0: <laughs> oh And he
2: knows what a mop is, apparently. Firefly
0: from Hell was the same line in Hook in reference to Tinkerbell. It's true. Yeah. All right. But I like their plan here because it's actually pretty darn smart where they're just going to wait them out on hollowed ground uh, where Danny's going to be surrounded by ground in Billy's grave and then they'll do salt around the grave. This is a perfect plan. Uh, But Danny inevitably leaves this safe haven uh for almost no reason i don't think i think she She's did trying too... to give billy his head back yeah to save the dead body who could do this on his own who oh and then... just
2: recently within the last 30 seconds has become their friend
0: yeah uh, uh yeah i was curious i mean it worked out in his favor why wouldn't max just let the potion drop Cause oh, cause, she, oh you mean when it fell out of her hand yeah i think
1: it's because he doesn't want them to do something in revenge
2: yeah because Danny because they she's already still holding had Danny, Danny. Mm. and I
1: think if he has the potion and takes the potion they have to make the trade
2: right okay yeah it was just he didn't think of that until he drank it though yeah That's not what he was thinking yeah. when well, he
1: I, I think falling. when he's holding it he, yeah. what he's thinking is if I have it they have to put her down without hurting her
0: mm-hmm yeah, I a hostage
1: think exchange.
0: this is around, you know, the first time where he's actually useful in a fight against the witches, uh, where he drinks the potion and gives them an ultimatum.
1: My question is, so them drinking the essence takes away the life force. She does drink part of his essence.
0: Sure does. Does he lose sure. so like five years of his life
1: now? now? Here's like the 10? thing.
0: I think he may have. I think, but... I don't know if there would even be time for makeup, because as soon as they die, all of that is reversed. Yeah. So, like, they didn't suck him dry so that he's no longer living.
1: No, I just, um, does he lose a couple years?
0: Right, right, but even he's if he... has got a little slurp. Yeah, yeah. After he loses a couple of years, when they die, he gets those years back.
1: I don't
2: think
0: I don't he does. I think so. Well, it, their other spells go away.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, the spells end but that wasn't, wasn't the reversed. spell.
0: All right. Maybe he is slightly older. Maybe he can drink now. <laughs>
1: I was pretty more. He's like 17.
0: <laughs> uh, this was at one point
2: of the movie though, where again, having a younger sister to protect, etc., etc., mm-hmm. Like you can kind of get those, that emotional feeling at that part of the movie.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Compared
2: to most of the rest of the movie where it's comedy and then some scary parts, this is the part where it's like, oh, look what he did. At the very Mm -hmm. end,
1: normally what you'd have is, well, they do the whole Banks thing, but the very end shot is just of Max and Danny. And normally that'd be the time where he and Allison would kiss and that would be the ending. Mm. But instead of that being the ending, the focus is more on the relationship between him and his sister because that is the parallel between what just happened where Thackeray gets to go mm-hmm. over to the afterlife with his ghost sister.
0: Yeah. Now I in this scene I have to give credit to the actress who is playing Danny because she is like
1: Thora Burt.
0: She is really selling the emotion of this scene.
1: Of the dead cat?
0: Uh, yeah, of the dead cat and Binks reuniting with his sister. Like he is thankful, but you don't really read all the joy on his face. He just kind of is passe about it. Whereas she is bawling and it really selling how emotional this whole situation is for her in that moment. Uh, but I do really love her line to her brother, which is, I love you, jerk face. <laughs> I thought it also would have been a very hilarious if uh, Thackeray's ghost was also a cat, because that's the body he died in.
1: Uh... <laughs> This is another one that I'm going to ask. Did you guys stay to watch like the post-credits? No. Or not the post-credits, but like after that happy ending <laughs> oh, thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. With the, uh, what is it? Row, row, row your boat? With the round yeah. in the cages?
1: Yeah, but there's also, uh, the parents come out and they're like, they finally get out of the party oh, yeah. and it's like seven in the morning. <laughs>
2: and then the dad's is like, I thought they partied hard in
0: LA. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then the, the other two are just still stuck in the cages, so they harmonize. <laughs>
0: Uh, I don't think they're ever getting saved. Nobody which is, wants I don't know,
1: to. maybe since the witches are gone they can reopen the, the shop. The best cause... part
2: about that, though, is the bullies are in the cages and the witches are, I think they're getting killed by daylight saving time. Mm. And
0: Max steals his shoes back instead yeah. of setting them free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they definitely get their comeuppance. One final note I had here is clearly they they had... The statue uh, that Winifred turns into um, it didn't quite match her face. So I mo- it's just like then my note is, wow, turning to stone really warps your face. Yeah. You don't resemble yourself at all.
1: Why did she turn to stone but the other two not?
0: I think it's because she was on the con- the consecrated yeah. ground. I think the
1: ah. sacred ground turns
0: you to stone and the right. sun vaporizes you. Got so it. that's why Winifred got both and the other two just exploded like fireworks.
1: okay Though,
0: Got it are those uh, is is that vacuum cleaner now enchanted? Like could a kid take that and fly away? The
1: vacuum cleaner was gone. What <laughs> it like exploded with her.
0: Oh yeah, you're right. Uh, but
2: I just like think so, be I mean, really I mean, that's cool. what happened to their brooms. The spells just died on those. Oh, hopefully not when a
0: child was flying it, Mark.
2: <laughs>
1: hopefully not.
2: You know, I don't think you ever actually see the child flying it. They run off screen. and do. then you do. you hear the They get to the sh- edge sound. of the
0: screen and jump off, suggesting that they are yeah. flying off in the broom. Anyway, uh, let's go on to games.
1: Oh, my one more thing is the fact that... No,
0: is no. You can, put, you can put it in bloops but We're, no! we're, we're in a null space
1: I want to talk about Bette Midler singing
0: <laughs> Oh fine, alright Well, fine, I also have a note on this So fine um, So I my I'm going to make an exception here, to the rule Because <laughs> I have
2: something else to say too <laughs> yeah.
0: So my note here Is that she's been dead for 300 years But she has learned how to sing And what microphones are
1: she doesn't she really how, need to learn how to, know how to sing. She just sing needs to learn that, that. song. Uh, but,
0: she was a pretty, I think they sing when they're getting hung, and it's real horrible to listen to.
1: No, they're pretty on pitch with that harmony. Mm. They sing one note.
0: Okay, I found it a little great. Uh, what was your note about Bette Midler's song?
1: My thing is just the fact that normally that would be the sort of thing that drives me nuts, that a non-musical just has one random song in the middle mm-hmm. of it. For no apparent reason, but I don't even care, because <laughs> Bette Midler is selling that song. Yeah. There
0: were at least two songs. Well, yes. I, I like the one that Sarah Jessica Parker does to Laura the Children as well.
1: Well, like, that, like the other's just like, you know what? We got Bette Midler. <laughs> yeah. Let's just have Bette
0: Midler sing. We're just going to have her put a spell on us.
1: And it's great, because it's Bette Midler and... She will put on a show. Yeah, I
0: mean, that is one of the most memorable things about this film, where normally, like, the standalone songs are the most forgettable. Or normally, like, they come at the very end, where, um, like, this is the the climax, this is what we've been building to, but this one is just just in the middle.
1: We've saved the day, and now let's have a party and someone randomly sings. Yeah,
0: exactly. But no, it's just...
1: We got Bette Midler. That's what she's known for. Give her a song (laughs) and everyone will love it. And guess what? We all love it.
0: That is true. Okay, Sarah, are we ready now or do you have another another note? Another another. another. (laughs) All right. Let's go on to games. Our first game is the pitch game, where we mash up two properties, movies, TVs, anything to come up with what this film is in terms of other things in the form. It's this meets this. So, Sarah, you're going to start us off. What is Hocus Pocus in terms of other things?
1: Because this is about children fighting against an evil witch, witches, and involves women who have come back from the dead bickering with each other this is double double toil and trouble meets death becomes her oh
0: i was going to use death becomes her what I love is that movie. D- what is double double Bully and trouble <laughs> other than a line from macbeth
1: double double toil and trouble is like mary kate and ashley
0: how <laughs> movie
1: yeah. no. no they are
0: sullying shakespeare Oh, it that. was about. Their I'm sure that
1: everyone were, in our audience gradients. knows
2: what that is too.
1: There were, there were like their great aunts were twins, and one was an evil witch, and one got locked in a mirror. <laughs> Yeah. Maybe I'll make you guys watch it at some oh
0: God. point. Yeah, but Death Death Becomes There is a good pool. I wanted to use that but I couldn't quite put it in. Alright, my is this is a movie with a city obsessed with all Hollows Eve, an old witch, and a bus driver with a terrible sense of humor and a film with a villain released after centuries who bewitches parents and tries to become immortal uh, and two idiot bullies who get their comeuppance. So this is Halloween Town meets Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, Vulcan Skull. The <laughs> yeah. best bullies ever. Um, So I have one where, obviously, witches um, that also involve singing. Mm-hmm. And because it is witchcraft in Salem specifically, I have Into the Woods Meets the Crucible. Ooh.
0: Ooh. Yeah.
1: Now I want to watch The Crucible.
0: All right. I was interested in high school. Next. Sarah. Sarah. Um, Sarah.
1: Because it involves three witch sisters with big personalities and a town's urban legend. I have that one Casper sequel that (laughs) Hilary Duff was in. The Wendy? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Meets Sleepy Hollow. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. Very nice. Uh, Following that up with this, uh, this is a movie where a New England town obsessed with ghost stories where an ancient evil rises and terrorizes the town's youth. And a movie with a phonetic feline saving an angsty teen. This is The Legend of Sleepy Hollow meets A Talking Cat. (laughs) (laughs) Is that a movie? (laughs) That
1: is a movie. It's got Eric Roberts in it.
2: I've only seen reviews. Okay. So... It's a comedic scary movie where the bad guy is killed at the beginning, brought back to life by a strange ritual and terrorizes the children of the town, meeting uh, a movie about witches and talking black cats. So I have Ernest Scared Stupid meet Sabrina the Teenage
0: Witch.
1: (laughs) I've never seen any Ernest movies. Uh, I knew
0: it. No, it's, it's a very specific thing. I'm, well, we should do this for the podcast. I'm of the belief they don't hold up. But, uh, Sarah, you've got one more, I think. Finish us off here.
1: Because it is about a boy fighting evil witches who want to destroy children, and about some kids running around town trying to deal with Halloween issues with their parents not really noticing, it's... The Witches meets the Disney Original Channel movie under wraps. (laughs) With the mummy!
0: I remember this one.
1: Oh, oh, God.
0: Oh, good, good, good. All around good. All right. Our second game is alternate tagline, a word or phrase you would see on the movie poster for this film that kind of encapsulates the theme of the movie, though possibly missing the point. Sarah, you're up again. What is your tagline for Hocus Pocus?
1: It's not magic. It's Hocus Pocus.
0: Oh, that is so close (laughs) to the actual one, Yeah, uh, which is... It's just a bunch of hocus pocus.
1: I didn't look it up.
0: <laughs> sure, but I just know that was the
1: terrible joke they made the whole movie.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, so this one comes from their use of salt as a weapon against these witches. Uh, so it is hocus pocus seasoning the witch.
2: <laughs> yes. I like that one. Okay. Hocus Pocus,
0: Hansel and Gretel's Revenge. Ooh.
2: That's very it's fitting. Like, it's like a sequel to Hansel and Gretel. Yeah,
0: it's very fitting given uh, the the Adams family thing we just did with their alternate telling of Hansel and Gretel.
1: And it's still better than Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters.
0: Yes. Oh, oh. though it's just it's so campy and was fun, dumb movie. Anyway, Sarah, keep us going.
1: Okay, this is the one I warned is really bad, and I'm ashamed of myself. For audience safety, no virgins allowed.
2: <laughs> I that that really is not as bad as some of the ones we've said before. Though. That is true.
1: <laughs> but I am ashamed of myself. <laughs> That's
0: fair. That. Uh, so this one is uh, has to do with a very specific plot point. It's hocus pocus. Regardless of your intentions, don't read books. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: Okay, this one is a lame one again. Yeah. Kind of almost stealing their own tagline like Sarah did, but Hocus Pocus, they'll put a spell on you.
1: Aww.
0: (laughs) Uh, right. Uh, So, Sarah, I think you're out, correct? Yep. Alright. So, Mark and I each have one more. My last one has to do with them trying to uh, get the adults of the town on their side and failing to do so. It is... Hocus Pocus, parents just don't understand. (laughs) But you have to say it in
2: that voice. Yes. Uh, Again, it just basically is following the plot of the actual movie. Hocus Pocus, it's daylight savings time for these
0: witches. (laughs) Oh, Oh, dear. All right, let's move on to our final game, which is the TV Guide Game. A description of the plot of the film you may find in a TV guide or Netflix description. Uh, though, again, ours hopefully missing the point. Sarah, once again, you're going to lead us off. So what do you have for the plot?
1: A young man uses a girl's interest in urban legends to get a date.
0: Oh, I like it. I I like... Uh, it's so, now a rom-com, so... <laughs> yeah. I like the description I'm about to do because it makes me think of, like, a National Lampoon's college comedy where it's a story where a virgin tries to impress a cute girl, setting off a wild and crazy night full of setting off sprinklers, crashing parties, a jilted lover, and breaking into a school, all in service of making her his girlfriend. Okay. When Satan and Medusa visit Salem,
2: Medusa's jealousy makes enemies of the devil's most powerful minions. (laughs)
0: Nice.
1: I'd watch that movie.
0: Yeah, watch the crap out of the movie.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Three sisters have to wait years to get revenge on a teenage boy who interrupts their dinner.
0: <laughs> Very nice. So, three women who are obsessed with living forever but continually failing to master it cast a spell on their enemy to literally make him live forever. Then the movie starts. <laughs>
2: After three hundred years, the Sanderson sisters return to claim the essence of the Children of Salem. They soon encounter the all powerful Max and see their plans and lives go up in smoke. Oh, Yep.
0: Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. All right. Uh right. Let's go on to our reviews. Our first scale is that of the potato scale, where we will tell you the emotional state of the movie or the emotions you will feel in terms of our relationship with potatoes. So who has got one on the ready? What is Hocus Pocus in terms of potatoes? I went first,
1: last.
0: That is fair. Well, um, okay, then. Yeah. I actually... um I don't know what your feelings
2: are, but I don't care. So yeah. <laughs> I think um, that this did have actually some t- dark and troubling issues to it, even though it is a comedy. I think as a kid, as Sarah mentioned, it could be scary with the witches and bringing back zombies from the dead and trying to kill children by stealing their life. So I, I had Black Potato... Um, but I also noticed as an adult that I think every time I think of this movie, I remember really liking it as a kid. And I think that was part of it is more that I I remember the memories of watching it when I was younger and how much I liked it then. But right, right now, it wasn't very interesting. (laughs) It still has, it still has, you know, the moments that you remember enjoying, uh, when watching it as a kid, but I don't think that I enjoyed it as much now. If I had never seen it before, I would not enjoy it as
0: much now. So I had black potatoes with eyes. Ooh. All right. We might be at as quite a discrepancy because like for me, for what this movie is, it accomplishes it perfectly. Like it's trying to be a, a kind of a horror movie for kids. It's probably like in the spirit of Halloween. So if it's Halloween town, that Halloween town, if it's Halloween time, you watch this movie. If it's any other time of the year, no, don't don't bother with this movie. It doesn't fit the theme of the time of the year. Um, but I can't think of a single character that Failed to do their part. In fact, a lot of people are excelling in the roles that they were given. Uh, I can't think of any like cringe-worthy moments. I can't think of any decisions that these characters made that I would not have made in their place, except for maybe opening the book. But then again, they thought they were safe. So maybe I would. Uh, so I'm actually gonna go five guys fries. For everything that this film tries to be, it accomplishes it. And in many cases, it accomplishes it well.
1: I think I'm also going to go five guys Fries. I love this movie. Yeah. I'm not scared of it anymore.
0: <laughs> I'm think. not afraid I, anymore.
1: I want a kind of whatever the opposite of a gold potato is because weirdly I wanted the bad guys to win. <laughs> yes. I wanted more of the sisters, right? Yeah. Like I don't I obviously don't want them to win cuz they're evil, but I want them to win cuz they're so funny and I don't want mm-hmm. them to go away. Yeah. Like I want them to somehow find a loophole that like Oh, it lasts them out another day, so now they get more other. Yeah, time to you just want like
0: if they just had an end scene <sighs> where they pan around from the uh the cages where the bullies are, and there's a second candle. Like just the opening yes. the idea of a sequel. They did pan around the room and the eyeball the on the book opened. opened. That's true. Yeah. The eyeball in the book did open.
1: Or like they come back as ghosts and they have to find out how to get bodies in the next one. I would watch that. Yeah. I would watch all of those sequels. I love those sisters. It's great. So five guys for us. Love it.
0: All right. Let's go on to our point scale. A scale from zero to ten. Uh, zero being leave Billy in his grave. Uh, 10, <laughs> <laughs> ten being raise him up into, the, uh, into a zombie form all the time. Uh, so what I do you guys want? Uh, on a rewatchability scale, what is this film for you?
1: Nine and a half
0: yep uh that's fair do you have any reasoning
1: (laughs) no i just think it's a fun movie i think you could have this be like your week your weekly Weekly. no like your yearly halloween like your halloween movie that you watch every year and have that be your tradition i think it's a good like halloween tradition movie where you could watch it every year and not like want to jump off a bridge while watching it
0: yeah i'm i'm right up there with you um yeah, I was thinking a nine, but there's no reason I can't go a half point more. I will meet your nine point five. Uh, I think it's it's perfect for a family tradition. This appeals to many different audiences. Would a kid get scared? Probably, their first time, but they'd want to see the end of it. And by the second time, they'd know where the scary parts are. Um, and sorry, you're saying yeah. Never mind. What? <laughs> is that you should watch it multiple times? No, once no, no. Year.
2: Just you talking about a kid that being scary, and by the end of it, you'll know where the scary parts are. And by the, the whole movie watch. is about being a virgin, so it was.
0: Funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gross! Uh, <laughs> but my question is, yeah.
1: why have I never dressed up as any of these characters I don't for know.
0: Halloween? It's a great look. We we should do a, a group costume. Why are you where asking Dress us? up like one of the witches.
1: Obviously, I'm Sarah Jessica Parker. Clearly. I
0: think I am uh, Bette Midler. Of course. It's true. (laughs) Yes. All right.
1: And Mark can smell children.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah. But even if you were looking for a Halloween movie to put on at the background at a party, this is a good choice. Because, like, the, the costumes are colorful. They'll add flavor to your Halloween party. And you don't have to watch all of it. Anyway, Mark, what is your point scale?
2: Yeah, I... Even though I said it was, I gave it the eyes because it's spoiled with age for mm-hmm. me, I would still put it at, at eight, eight and a half for rewatchability, especially if you've never seen it or if you have children that are of the right age that they won't get freaked out by it. Mm-hmm. Above
1: the age of five. Yes.
2: yes I, I think it's definitely a movie to watch at Halloween, and I still enjoy watching it. It's just that I think. I enjoy the memories of it more than the movie itself. I don't know mm-hmm. if that makes sense. But it's definitely something that you should watch. It's a fun movie, and it's definitely good for Halloween time to have a scary comedy family movie to watch.
1: Mm-hmm. And I've, I've got a spell on you. It's still stuck in my head. Uh-huh. I'll put a spell on you.
0: All right, well, that is going to move us on. Uh, Sarah, do you want to tell people where they can find us online?
1: Yes! You can find us at Facebook at Retrograding Podcast. You can find each other at Retrograding no, no, go, 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 go. Party Line. You can find um the uploads for these at retrograding.fireside.fm. Or you can t- just go to iTunes and type retrograding into the search bar and it'll show up under the podcast. So, so if, if you like it, you can give us a like, give us a review on iTunes, uh, comment on Facebook, share it with your friends. All
0: that jazz. So Sarah was stumbling through that because I kept making faces (laughs) having realized that I forgot to credit our music on our previous episode. Something that I'm going to have to do in post. However, our music is done by Dominique Barnes. You can find her at Dominique A. Barnes on SoundCloud if you'd like to contact her or know more. Uh, but,
1: I'll stick that in
0: my thing. Yeah, now nah, that is going to close this episode out. So we are going to close with our final segment, which is guys, I learned something today. I wanted to do a uh, a couple of different uh, lessons here, but I decided on two. Uh, one is a lesson that I learned from NCIS, and uh, which is relevant because of Sean Murray and something that came up during the film which is rule number nine always carry a knife you never know when you're going to need to slice open the mouth of a zombie uh the the second in true retrograding form is get a cat as long as it can talk that is going to close out this episode of retrograding join us next time we'll see you then
1: Of a husky.
0: No non dogs.
1: <laughs> yeah. Ba-ding.
0: Ba-ding. Let's get into it. <clears throat>
1: Did you see the picture of the dog I sent you? I'll no. take a
0: look before we start.
1: I didn't send it to you, Mark. I just sent it to Carl.
0: Oh, yes. I am. Sarah, I am looking at that picture on the Dog Spotting Society right now. <laughs> <laughs> he got Rinko! He
1: sure does. <laughs> Ha
0: ha ha